greetings, salutations. Hello to everybody that's listening to this podcast. Um, this is Unapologetic Divas. Um, we are a wonderful, beautiful group of women, I can say that because we all are, that are going to get together and talk about just what our experiences are, um, struggles sometimes, and really just shenanigans overall. Um, so I can't say how excited we all are to get started, so I probably will not say any further. I'll just get us started. Um, we have Deanna. You want to say hi, Deanna? Oh. <laughs> we have Rana. Hi. We have April. Hello. And I am Samoa. Uh, I guess I'll be leading some of these. I, I could almost argue to say that I probably have the biggest mouth out of the four of us, so this is probably... <laughs> a good thing that I, I start us off for this round. Um, anyway, ladies, I'm, I'm going to turn the floor over to one of y'all because I'm just too excited. I'm too excited for words. This has been a project in the making. Again, Miss Rana and I have been discussing it, and I, I apologize now. I start off with Miss for several names. I was raised in the South, y'all. It's going to happen. <laughs> Why don't you uh, start us off with a little bit about yourself? About me? No. Okay. Yes. Well, um, Let's see. I am in the field of education. Um, I have a, a couple of degrees under my belt there. I also have a 15-year-old boy, which is interesting enough in itself. Um, I am a single parent, uh, divorced, um, and just, I don't know, I'm very loud. I say what I mean. I mean what I say. Uh people's word is their bond. I'm a bit old school like that. And I, I, I don't believe that I hold much back. I probably should. Um, so that's probably me, I think, in a nutshell. I'm not overly complicated. I'm just, you know, kind of loud. We love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Who, who's next on the, on the reel of introductions? I can go. Okay. Um, my name is Rana. I have been, let's see, I've known Samoa for about two years now. Uh, we met under very special circumstances. <laughs> and um, this has been in the making for a little over a year, I think. We started off with just like very basic ideas that we wanted to put together. And I think um, with everything that's been going on lately, we were able to, I mean, Mo actually was able to kind of become this idea machine. Um, and then she invited the two other lovely ladies into this beautiful idea. And now we're here. And I'm so excited. All right, who's next? You know what? I'm going to tag in April because she was the last to join. So I feel like she's probably had an eventful morning. <laughs> Just a little bit, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. My name's April. I am actually uh, Samoa's co-worker as well as friend. Um, we work together in education. Um, we've known each other about a year now. It's been a year. It has. It's it exciting. Has. Um, and I am very excited to be here. I'm very excited about this project, um, mainly because of all the things that have been going on in the world in the last six to 10 months, I guess it's been 10 months now. Oh my goodness. Um, <clears throat> because there's so many things going on and so much to talk about and 
kind of hash over, I think. Um, I have two little kids, so you hopefully won't hear them in the background. So forgive me if you do. Um, My husband's trying to wrangle them. And um, I'm married and we live in a very small town. So that's that's me. I'm just I'm just me. You're wonderful. Nice to meet you. Thank you. All right. Last but not least, the wonderful Deanna. Hey, y'all. I'm Deanna. I also have known Samoa for just under a year. We met at church. I am a 30-something single with no kids, and I work in healthcare. And I'm super excited and honored that the ladies thought enough of me to have me join this project. And I look forward to seeing what it becomes. Awesome. I can't, honestly, I can't say how excited I am. When you think about each one of us and, you know, the different backgrounds that we come from, the different places that we are maybe in life, you know, we're, we're single, we're married, we're divorced, we have kids, we don't have kids. We're in, like, we're across um, spectrums of just ethnic, racial, and just, I just, ladies, when I tell you I'm so excited about what we can all bring to this, I, if the world could see me doing a jig, I might be doing one right now. I'm just super excited. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, and I guess I should say something about why we chose the unapologetic Um, divas for this Um, realistically we as women um, we have a tendency to apologize for things or to try to almost make light of our 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 stances on things just to kind of soften the blow to the world that's true and yes Mm -hmm. why there is no reason that we should be doing this no reason to apologize for us being the amazing creatures we are when we think about what women do my god Mm -hmm. we do it all don't we Yes, we do. do. So, um, yes. And the divas, you know, look, Beyonce broke it down for all of us. (laughs) A a diva is uh, a name for a female, for a hustler. Okay. We constantly hustle. We constantly um, make, make things happen in this world. So, yes, this is why we are the unapologetic divas. And uh, we just need to make sure that we're uplifting other divas. And to bring some positivity, again, y'all all touch base on it, just to bring some positivity to the the craziness that we exist in right now, because it is so, so needed. I also think it's a really um, wonderful thing for us to do this right now, because there are so many struggles that women in general go through that no they don't they feel almost ashamed to go through it and they don't talk about it. Right. And I feel with us talking about certain things, and even if it's something that only one of us experiences we can have you know sympathy for them we can empathize with um with them and then that way maybe we can open the door to have these honest discussions about what women go through and maybe some people will start listening right absolutely ah if i had a tissue right now i might need it no that is just (laughs) yes because, I mean, honestly, there are things that we go through that we just go through it and we just do it. Mm-hmm. And we don't right. even acknowledge or look back at going through it. So there may be things that we have gone through or we will go through that maybe only one of us will bring it up. But I'm sure we can all relate on some yeah. level. I would dare to argue mm-hmm. that even as diverse as we are, as we continue this conversation, we'll find that we have much more in common than we do differences. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I, that's one of the things that I love about, um, about people in general is no matter how, like where we come from, no matter how different we are, we really are the same. You know, we have a few struggles that are different from the other person's struggles, but basically we're the same. We're people, we all have feelings, we all have needs, and we all go through stuff. And I think whenever you open up your door to this conversation or your, even your heart to listen, I think you really start to realize, okay, you know, we're not in this alone. We're all in this together and let's help each other out. <laughs> I'm telling you, y'all can't see the smile on my face, but I wish you could because I can hear it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And, all right. So, Okay, and I, and I think in tying into that, that, you know, we, when we do go through it, even it, even though it is different because we're going through it, we can share that with others um, because they may not even say that they've been through something like that because they're too scared. But if you start talking about it, then it's mm -hmm. like, oh, wait a second. Okay. I don't have to be scared of this because there is somebody else. Cause you do feel alone in those situations sometimes, mm -hmm. especially I as a agree. woman, because you're expected to try to be like men in some circumstances and you're sitting there going, okay, so you're being told this is wrong. And then you feel like you're the only one. And then you realize later, if you say something, somebody's like, oh yeah, I've been through that too. And it's like, oh my gosh, somebody else does know how I feel. That, that actually brings me to a point where sometimes, you know, how, most of us were raised in, a, in the way that, okay, you're a woman, you just have to go and do what you need to do. And so a lot of the times we don't have the time to like process some stuff that it could be really damaging in the long run. Mm -hmm. And then somebody will say something that kind of like shocks us to the core that, oh my God, you know, I did go through this and all of a sudden I have all these feelings about this because I didn't get to process mm -hmm. it the first time. Yeah. So this could be a way for us to process these things together. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I love where this is going because I'm already feeling like super like just familiar familiarizing myself yeah. with you guys. And I'm like, oh, this is this is good. We're all on the same right. page. I love this. I know. I'm so we are I'm smiling too. I wish and I, I could see each other. I was about to say, I can hear the smiles. Look what you did, Samoa. I, look, all I did was bring four amazing women together to lift each other up in more amazingness. That's all. That is it. Yeah. Yes. And that's what the world needs. A little bit of amazing sprinkles all over mm -hmm. people. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes to the sprinkles. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> I guess I should have added to my little bio that I'm a, I'm a little bit extra. <laughs> and that I'm, I'm a little... Uh, yeah. I don't know about a little bit. No. I don't know. Accurate. Accurate. I'm just extra. All right. That's okay. fair. That's I was going to say, I'm like, a little bit is a little bit. Right. A little more yeah. than that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. You know what? But there may be somebody listening sometime that is extra and they're not ready to embrace it. Cause you know what? I didn't, I didn't necessarily my, embrace my extra mm -hmm. before. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just like everybody else. Shut up. No, no, no. <laughs> I am not. And I am great with that now. Like it took me a, a bit to process it. Okay, so I, I am extra. Let me let me just own it. All right. And okay, perfect. There we go. Yeah. So <laughs> because I think as as women, we we have this tendency to be labeled and put into this box of what you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to say, and how you're supposed to act. And when For we sure. don't, 
we are suddenly oh my gosh the labels start flying don't the names mm-hmm. just come at you like yeah. you're you know you're you're if you're assertive you're a bitch mm-hmm. and if you know what you're oh my god look we suddenly get inundated with that Yes, we can. I can really have a whole like two hour conversation <laughs> based on this. And I think Samoa and I already have had that conversation oh. <laughs> in the middle of my work lobby. <laughs> um, so I, I do agree. And I think that there is a lot of times where you see it happening right in front of you. And if you were to pull what like other men in the workplace or really anywhere else pull, you, they look at them completely differently. Like, oh, you know, they're right there going through something or whatever but what about us like we we don't even we don't require I think you cut out Rana is it better now yes yes can hear you okay I don't know what happened just now but um um but like I said it was it was just it's something that you see all the time and at some point we just really a lot of us I think stop fighting it and we just kind of go with it because we're just so tired of fighting the same battle over and over right. for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. I mean, again, you either, you know, accept it or you rebel against it. And I, I guess that's where I am with those labels. Like, yeah. Okay. I am what you say. I'm that's fine. Moving on. What else can we do? Right. <laughs> with, right. Um, but I mean, I guess that that's where things like, and, you know, we discussed that, you know, today's topic would kind of be, you know, just sisterhood. And I guess that's what, you know, all of this is really about, because I I remember, you know, obviously growing up, I didn't really have a lot of women in my life or, you know, female friends growing up. And I, I, I grew up in a very urban environment. Um, there were not uplifting or, you know, a lot of supportive you know, female relationships in my life. Um, you know, of course, you know, there was, there was my mother, but you know, she's, you know, providing for the home and she's working and she's, you know, doing her thing. But as far as like female friendships, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, they've all seemed to have a, a lot of limitations until I got to adulthood because it always seemed to be um, what I would say is we were almost in competition mm-hmm. with one another mm-hmm. That if if your your eyes were on one person, oh no no, but the eyes need to be on me. Oh, so they would pull you down or say negative things or gossip or you know there was never any you know beautiful crown adjusting, you know it was always mm-hmm. uh, a pulling down. And I just I, I never really understood why that was. So I was always friends with the boys more than I was the girl, very much a tomboy um, because I I just I that felt horrible to do that kind of thing. And I think to a certain extent, I'm probably a little damaged from it, but um, I think we all are because we need female relationships and positive mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit of a similar, but also a little bit of a different experience. I didn't grow up in America. Um, I grew up in the Middle East and our our culture over there was a little bit different. You weren't really friends with boys as like a teenager or something like that it was mostly girls and I don't necessarily remember um the competition part of it but I do remember that there have been um in some instances where 
you hear things like, oh, uh, you should have done this because your friend did this. Or look at your friend and your friend did this, but how come you couldn't do this? Or mm. like whenever you, even like when I finally did come here, I, do, I did have a few friends and my mom would always ask, so how did you do on this test? And then I'd, I'd explain, like, I got this grade. And she's like, well, what did your friend get? It was almost like an inclusion, but also it wasn't necessarily an inclusion as much as it was like a comparison. Mm -hmm. So I think as hard as it is, I don't, I wouldn't know, I don't have any children, but, but I'm, I'm, I've seen it as hard as it is raising children. I think it's important to really discuss this type of, um, uh, type of communication with kids so that you don't say, well, how come your friend did better than you or, you know, something like this, because that causes this type of, like, animosity, almost, yeah. where we grow up thinking, well, we can't all be succeeding at the same time. We cannot all be successful. We can't all be what we can be without this type of competition. Now, of course, friendly competition is wonderful, and, you know, it makes you better, and it gives you, like, almost like a like a, a sense to want to do better but at the same time at what point does it just say become toxic yes right so I just I just think that there are some there are definitely different ways of um this type of issue and I think that a lot of it of course stems from just growing up in different places and seeing things happen that maybe you you can't control or it's not happening to you and you want it to happen to you but then I also think that a lot of it starts at home as well no I completely agree with that because I know with my situation growing up it wasn't in comparison necessarily with others outside of the family but it was in comparison to my brother's it was a consistent, yes. your brother did this. Your, and it wasn't just my parents, <clears throat> excuse me. It was teachers that we had as well because I am older. Mm. I would go through a class with a teacher and then my, they would get my brother. And I even had a teacher tell me one time, why can't you do this like your brother? Mm. And I will oh. never forget how much that hurt me. And it, the worst part is it was a male teacher. So on top of that, I have a really different relationship with male teachers because my dad is very, very, very old fashioned. It's like he hit the 50s, even though he was born in the 50s and he stopped. So his views on women and their roles are very, very much that era. So I struggled with that on top of him always <clears throat> looking at my brothers. He always said he treated us the same, which was not the case. And it's kind of, it's kind of wor worked against me my, in my life. Um, and my mom, unfortunately, you know, he was never mean, you know, he was always very loving and everything, but it always came with the condition of, well, you're a girl. And, you know, he'd comment mm -hmm. on my friends and, you know, it was always how pretty they were and all these things, not in a weird way or anything, but just in a, you know, that was his view was, you know, women are in the home and they do these things and the boys do these things. And, you know, that that's been a struggle for me because that kind of made my view of, okay, what am I supposed to be as a woman? And then how do I treat other women because of that view that I was raised with? Mm. So I've had to fight that a lot in my adult life and be like, okay, that's not who I am. That's not what I want to do with the women around me. And that's not how I want to raise my daughter. 
That's actually really wonderful because you're looking at it from another point than I would have expected is that you want to end that cycle. And I think that is so wonderful because it, it always starts with you. You can't, you can't control what anybody else does around you. You can only control what you do and you just do what you're supposed to do, do the best that you can and you wait for the results, I guess. And the fact that you're teaching your daughter how to be not what you felt. You don't want her to feel what you felt when you were younger. I think that's really wonderful. Thank you. I'm trying my best. (laughs) I think that's all we can do is just try our best. And I think you, it sounds like you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Agreed. I think for me, um, my experience was probably most like Samoa's in the sense that I just always associated my female relationships with lots of drama um, and even on some level abuse not necessarily that I thought people walked into it with poor intentions but um, on some level everything was a competition to see like who was going to have the hottest boyfriend who was going to be the homecoming queen who was going to get some sort of recognition or award or you know spotlight or something um and I didn't want to participate in those games so most of my friends were guys just so I could not have to like be in the in those types of relationships in that type of environment where it was so just toxic Mm -hmm. and abusive yeah I mean and and actually when you when you say it like that Deanna, I'm just like, you know what, that is a, it is a level of abuse in the sense mm-hmm. of, you know, it's, it's treatment that's, that's being done to you. It's, it's more of a mental uh, situation that mental abuse, but it, it, it's, it's still a trauma because right. you find yourself just at the mercy of it, just it pulling you down, weighing you down. And again, then you have to make that choice if you are going to stay for that abuse, <laughs> Um, and I'll, I understand why a lot of people, I guess, do because it's how they grew up much like how April said, you know, if that's what you grew up with and that's what you're used to, people can continue those cycles or it is a serious conscious effort on so many mm-hmm. levels to break those cycles. Yes, I agree. It's so, it. And it's so hard to realize that before it's too late. Like sometimes you don't really realize it until you've already just obliterated a relationship, you know? And then next thing you know, you're looking, you're like, oh my God, I, you know what? It's time to look at myself because I know that, you know, maybe, maybe you're the, the friend did something ups- that upset you, but at the same time it was, it was like, okay, maybe, maybe I really shouldn't have reacted to it this way because that's how I was raised to just, there is no sisterhood. You know, a lot of us were raised with the idea that you are either the best or you're, mm-hmm. or you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a way for you to look at it is, okay, if somebody did mess up on something, it does not mean that that's it. It's over for them, for you and them in a relationship um, sense. So that way, I think that comes also in the in the um, cancel culture is that, well, somebody has to be perfect. They can't continue to make mistakes as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that that's another way for us to, we really should be looking at this as a bigger picture Mm -hmm. because we are, we, there are all of these things that we go through as children. I think it shows as we become adults and we really have to uh, take a hard look at ourselves. Like, okay, like I know this is how I was raised, but now I'm old enough and wise enough and aware enough to realize, okay, not everything I do necessarily it's now my decision to either break the cycle right or continue where I'm going and I know I'm not happy how I've been going exactly oh so when you said that Rana just what what sprung to mind is actually you know how you had originally said that we as women aren't you know we're not really allowed to process things we kind of just have to keep going so right some people some women get stuck in this pattern of starting at this point going through like for example a relationship and how it may have ended badly or didn't end how they wanted it to rather than seeing where they may have gone wrong or they'll beat themselves up that they messed it up but then there's no change they just start the next relationship in the same place Mm -hmm. and I guess I think that's really a detriment to us but that's 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 kind of what we've been instructed to do. I mean, I, I had a, heaven help me. I had a friend in, in high school that I love to death. I won't say her name, but uh, her mother conditioned her that her role was to land a husband. The moment that she got into high school, her goal was to look for a future husband. Don't worry about your classes. Don't worry about studying. Don't worry about extracurricular activities because really you're probably not as pretty as the other girls. Your goal is to mm-hmm. get a husband. And it broke my heart every time her mother, it was just like her mother was just slowly tearing her apart, just tearing her down. But this is what she'd been used to her whole life. And so her cycle of going through boyfriends was always the same um and she ended up marrying a man who uh ultimately started drinking and ultimately started putting hands on her and um you know i believe they got divorced but it just it was such a a cycle of where she was not even allowed to have any shred of herself you know Mm. and so i just and so you know, it's it, it scares me to think that there are women out there that believe that they don't have a purpose, that they that they have their or that their purpose is to find a husband and that's it, or to to uh, be a part of something else, make somebody else greater. You know that they're not allowed to be their their own self, and it just yeah, that's because what that's what she was used to. And, you know, that brings us back to the whole breaking the cycle thing. I I can't help but wonder if this is how the mom herself was raised. Mm. And she saw that, you know, life didn't, it wasn't too bad for her, maybe. Or the struggles that she had could have been worse had she not been married and had somebody, you know, providing or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I think maybe... Did we lose her again? I think we did. No, Rihanna, come back. Don't leave us. Okay. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going to not move my phone now. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I don't know where it cut off. 
Honestly, I was talking for a while before I didn't hear you guys. And we were listening to every single word, just waiting. (laughs) Wisdom drips from. So basically what I was saying is that it, it's so important to look at how the, the person that's in your life, whether it's your kid or your mother or your father, or really anybody that's a part of your life and think, okay, am I becoming this person that I don't necessarily want to be? And how can I avoid that from happening? I think that's so important for self-awareness because if you think, if you, we all know nobody's perfect. And if you grow up thinking, okay, I'm good, I'm good. And then there is like a dent in the road and all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, you know, this is not going as well as I thought it would be. Now it's time to really self-reflect and see where can I fix this? How can I fix this? And what caused me to be this person? And how can I not pass this on to other people around me? Because, you know, people really do pick up habits mm-hmm. from each other. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, I, and, I, and I see this firsthand. I mean, one of the things, this is going to be a little bit of a joke, but one of the things I say all the time is that's what she said for everything. <laughs> um, and so whenever people are around me, they pick that up. And I realize, okay, maybe I shouldn't say these. <laughs> um, so that's one of the things is I, I notice is my effect on people when it comes to jokes and like, that's what she said. And then I realize, okay, you know, I really do have to be a little bit more self-aware of some of the things I say. And, do. and that's interesting. But- I'm just curious. Oh no, I was just I was just saying I'm just curious. We've all talked about us, you know, individually um, assessing maybe things we didn't like about our childhood upbringing or our relationships, and it sounds like we all made a conscientious decision as we aged to do things differently. I'm just curious to know about what age that happened. I just wonder if there's like a universal awakening number that happened I know for me it was like my early 30s like 33 ish I just found myself in a pretty deep depression Mm -hmm. um and just realized it wasn't working I I was trying to be the perfect person I was trying to be what everybody else needed me to be and I was failing myself and Mm -hmm. it wasn't working and I just kind of woke up on my 33rd birthday like I'm not doing this anymore (laughs) (laughs) that's a beautiful number I love that I know for me, and this is this is gonna be really funny because I remember the month and the year. <laughs> um, I was twenty three, um, and it was after I graduated with my bachelor's, and I remember, and and my dad again was saying this in his way, and you know he meant it as a compliment, but. He said, I am very proud of you. You were the one I was worried about. Mm. And I sat there for a minute and I was like, okay. Um, and then I kind of thought back on it. And I, I, you know, I've asked him over the years, I asked him many years later after that, because I kind of changed. It's like, okay, I need to be different because of that. And I, and I didn't understand, but I had never given him any reason to worry about me with school or anything like that. But he did not my brother brothers I have two um who both struggled with school um and 
I just realized that he had these different expectations of me. And it's like, I don't want to carry that on to my children. And that was the minute that was really like the moment when I said, okay, I'm not going to continue this. I'd been doing it. And I knew I had these expectations because of the way I was raised. I'm like, I can't do that anymore. I'm not going to be that way anymore because look, because I've held on to that for so long now what he said and it's like I don't want to put that on my children I don't want to be that person to say okay well you know good job but I was worried about you no I'm going to make sure that they're you know know every step of the way that I'm proud of them and they're doing a good job and it's not I'm going to tell them later I'm worried about them or that their expectations are different because of whatever Mm -hmm. yeah if that makes sense I don't even know if that makes sense yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no it actually it makes it makes a lot of sense um and the fact that you you've been doing everything right but for some reason he didn't I I guess like you're I, I don't want to sound I don't want to make this sound harsh but maybe his expectations you weren't meeting the expectations he had for you and I yeah and then when everything correctly he was kind of almost like pleasantly surprised that even though you didn't meet his expectations that he set for you originally you still were wonderful and you were your own person and and I think that's a big part of what it was because I was not a math brain like him I didn't process things the same way he did Mm -hmm. but my brother did growing up so it was like Mm -hmm. oh he saw himself in my brother Mm -hmm. but he's I guess he saw nothing of him in me and that just changed his perception of me and it's like oh well okay well I'm just I'm not gonna do that (laughs) sorry you felt that way (laughs) well I'm I'm so sorry that you even had to endure that um I think a lot of the times is um I know I've gone Mm -hmm. through with my parents um they will say something and I think they mean it in a positive way but it it stings and it kind of it's a little jarring because they don't they it's like when somebody says no offense but right you know absurd thing like yeah okay you 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 said okay I wasn't expecting you to be so great but I'm glad that you turned out so great Mm -hmm. you know it's a little bit jarring like oh so I wasn't good enough before but uh, somehow, I guess, you know, they look at them, like, they look at themselves, I think, in the way that they raise you. They're like, oh, you know, she didn't, she, this is not how I want her to turn mm-hmm. out, but she turned out okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll. Samoa, well, when did you realize that? Go ahead. <laughs> when did I realize? Let, let, let me let you finish that question because I'm very interested. To hear the phrase when when did you, what was the age that you realized that you wanted to break the cycle or you became self-aware I don't think it was so for me it wasn't one age it was um and I've, I've really started to to believe this I, I feel like um you level up in ways um that yes. there is is never a place where you're not going to be able to improve yourself where you're not going to be able to work on something um you know, to, just to elevate yourself. Um, so for me, it, it wasn't just one age. Um, so I, I, my childhood was a, um, an extremely abusive one and um, very, uh, yeah, very, very special 
in that regard. So it was mentally and physically abusive, uh, somewhat sexually abusive as well. So um, I grew up fairly quickly. Um, I was the oldest. Um, and so I had to take care of people. Um, that was that happened very, very early on. Um, and so my realization of this is wrong, <laughs> like this is not correct. What is happening around me, what is happening to me, this is not how this is supposed to feel. Um, I think that probably happened pretty early. Like I would say that it, it was a basic realization and I, I hit a little bit of hard assness about uh, nine or 10. So, um, you know, the fact that that hands were being laid on me and my family, well, that no, this is love isn't supposed to come out of your mouth and then hurt come out of your hands um, and then hurt come out of your mouth. You know, so that was probably my first area of realization. Um, my next area of realization was, again, when I probably made the decision to be more friends with boys than girls uh, in, in my teenage years, just because, again, that realization of like Deanna was saying, that toxicity. Uh, no, thank you. It's not supposed to feel like this. And if it makes me feel like this, um, that's not something I want to be part of. So I would say probably like 16, 15 or 16, that realization of, no, I'm just gonna hang out with the boys. I'm gonna talk wrestling. We're gonna talk about the Saints game, the show that came on that I know that they're interested in, you know, that because I was interested in it too. Hey, um, so that was another level of, uh, I guess, decision making on that part. And then um, in my marriage, um, probably towards the end of my marriage, I guess, um, there was just some some self-awareness that, hey, this is not what this is supposed to be. Um, let me see how I can work on it, first and foremost, um, from my end. So uh, counseling. Uh, went and did that a lot of communication or attempts at communications and it just you know it didn't work out but again there was that just that realization of this is not supposed to make me feel continuously like I'm wrong you know like there's something mm -hmm. wrong about me not not that I'm you know I've erred I'm not correct you know we, we all have that ability to oh my bad um, I, I, I was wrong I erred I apologize. But just the fact that my my internal makeup was wrong in that situation. So growing up, my teenage years, my, you know, marriage years, um, those areas where I felt like, you know, my internal makeup made me feel wrong. That that's when my level had to change. That's when my um perspective of self okay what what is it that makes me wrong in this situation because again I feel like we as women we automatically turn inward that that something is wrong within us what is mm -hmm. not adding mm -hmm. up what are we you know not adding to and so it, it takes a while I think but it and it definitely took me a while but ultimately yep level up time to level up so um, actually, I met Deanna at another place, place of leveling up because I began to realize really how many female relationships that I had lacking in my life. And really what I wanted to be able to give to others, I wanted as well. And having, you know, ladies that you can talk with and confide in and just, you know, hey, I've had a bad day, anything. Um, I just felt like I needed that more in my life. And so uh, Deanna happened to be... Uh, part of a, a a lovely group of of ladies 
that we started getting together on a regular basis. And um, yeah, it, it, it nourished that part of me that needed that leveling up. And I felt like that whole group of women still has helped me level up again. So who knows where the next level up is coming, ladies? Maybe this is it. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, for me, it wasn't just one. It was it was several. That That's actually kind of my experience as well. Um, growing up, there was a couple of things that I was like, yeah, I don't I don't want that. I don't want to be like that, you know, watching, watching my parents do certain things, watching my brothers be certain things. Um, And then I started to really, really notice that I think I was maybe 13 or 14. This had just been when we just first moved to America, I realized, okay, you know, I've always didn't, I've always disliked the way some things were, you know, in my, in my household. And I didn't want that for myself. Um, if we ever, if I ever decide, I, I wanted children at the time. Okay. Let me just say that really quick. And then, um, I think as I like grew a little bit older, there was like a list on like a mental list of things that I didn't want for my life as I got, you know, got older and I became an adult. Um, and I think that list it's, it's a working pro- um, progress for sure. And that list just kept getting bigger and bigger until I realized I don't have to wait to change my life. I I can start now. I can start doing little things now that make me my own person versus be under my mom's shadow or my culture's shadow. I can be the person I want to be with my own expectations, with my own uh, ideas and, and, you know, kind of like goals in my life. Um, I, one of my goals is not, is not children. Like children is nowhere near, on my list now coming from my culture that's almost unheard of like you don't really hear people say oh I don't want children and this became a very big shock to my to my uh, to my mom and really my parents my family um my mom is still not accepting of that <laughs> she will mention it mm. every single time we talk um and I think sometimes she says it a little bit as a joke but you know like sometimes you say a joke but it's not really mm-hmm. a joke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's my life at the moment. And so I think I have to, that's like a conscious decision that I made my husband and I, that we just are okay without them. You know, if, if there was ever a time that we wanted them, then we can try or we can adopt or, 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 but it's just something so huge for me to come to realization. Like, okay, I know how I, what I went through as a kid. And I know I don't, I don't want to pass that on. And I'm so scared that I might pass it on even with as much self-awareness as I, as I have from like where I come from. It's still really scary to think, okay, you know, I could just one day something might happen and I could react the way maybe my mom did or maybe my dad did. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for the children that are going to be in my life. So I am okay with my decisions um, and I am working, I'm a work in progress. There are some things that I'm working on right now. Like for example, my stubbornness, <laughs> I get that from my mom <laughs> and um, my, my, I have, I'm not going to say I have anger issues. I don't, I have like, I snap pretty quickly though. Like I don't wait 
for somebody. Maybe somebody said something the incorrect way or something like that. And I don't wait for an explanation. I just automatically make the assumption, okay, this is actually what they meant. Mm. Like I make my own assumption mm. to something that they said. And I'm I'm a work in progress. I'm trying to say, okay, what did you mean by this? Because this came a out a little bit hurtful. Um, and I think that's the hardest for me right now is doing that. Like having to wait for somebody to explain themselves about something they said that could be hurtful to me. Mm-hmm. That all makes perfect sense. And 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 Rana, look, we're we're all works in progress, Rana. We're all works in progress. The the moment you stop being a work in progress. You're, 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 you're stagnant and you're not Mm -hmm. living anymore. Right. Right. Agreed. Um, it's just so hard. Cause you know, some, like you have to really look at yourself and think, okay, what I did was really ugly or what I said was really ugly. Where did that come from? Where did that stem from? Mm -hmm. What did I, what did that person do to really get under my skin and bring up some kind of trauma that made me react a certain way? Like, why, why did I react this way and not maybe in another way? And so that's honestly one of the bigger things for me right now, too, is some, there are some words or some actions that are a little bit triggering Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And it, I really have to kind of, I like, I'll snap and then I'll sit back and be like, wait a minute. Obviously there's some like unprocessed feelings here. (laughs) Let me, let me think about where this came from, because I feel like this is very small and I shouldn't have reacted this way. And I really, a lot of times I remember, like I come up with all these, like almost like suppressed memories that I'm like, Oh my God, I do remember this happened and this, and I never got to process it. And now it's showing up in my adult relationships or my, like anything that I do that maybe I used to do as a kid or as a teenager or a young adult. And now it's really showing up. Because I'm like, okay, I should have been better about this. But I didn't process it. So I didn't get to be, I didn't get to actually understand where that stemmed from. Right. It's hard to look at yourself and realize, okay, I'm, I am not as awesome as I thought I was. Uh, but there's where I disagree. Okay. So y'all know I'm going to say exactly what the hell I think. Uh, so, so <laughs> Rana, the, the fact that you are looking back to see, hey, and question what what triggered this, what did this, the fact that you're looking for that mm-hmm. even shows how awesome you are. Because the fact is, it, we all know people that don't go back and reconsider what they've thought or what they've said to people, or they just go with it and they have no remorse whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You are mm-hmm. seeking to grow and to 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 better yourselves, even in that questioning. So um, uh, I'm going to take your, that you're not as awesome statement. I'm going to rip that bastard up <laughs> and I'm going to throw that in the trash. <laughs> Because oh, I love that. Thank you. That that's that's not a thing. So I'm I'm gonna take that out of your mouth and it's gone. Um, you are awesome. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, come on. We we all know we all know those those people that just like say what they think and get you know. Look, I don't care if it hurts your feelings. Look, I mean, I'm like I'm that person sometimes. But the fact that you know you are considering where you were, where did that come from? Uh, is that how I needed to react? You're, you're seeking for betterment of yourself. You better stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Do not diminish your yourself like that because you are amazing. You are amazing, ma'am. 
Agreed. Thank you. That's so wonderful. For sure. Um, so I'm not sure if this is going to be an okay recording. Um, <laughs> it'll be about an hour here soon. I want to make sure that we have a, a good, clean cut. If we decide to go any further, I'm more than happy with that. But I don't know how much further you guys want to. Well, no, we're wanting to keep it with keep it to an hour. And I mean, I, I feel like uplifted by you ladies. Um, I'm hoping y'all feel something similar. I'm hoping that we can reach out to some other ladies and, and help them feel uplifted and know that, you know, we're going to continue this uplifting efforts and just, yes, being here for one another. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love empowerment. This Give has it all. been awesome. All right. Well, then. <laughs> It has. Any any final uh, words or thoughts we want to give anybody that might uh, listen to our very first official podcast? Um, you're not alone in anything ever. If there is ever a time where you feel like there is no, there is no better way for you to come out of something, please reach out. Um, somebody always has room for whatever you're going through. We all have room for a little bit more um, self-reflection. We all have room for a little bit of improvement. Um, reach out. You're not alone. And someone's always listening. Yes, ma'am. Beautiful. Anything else, ladies? I just want to say thanks for listening. We hope that you got something out of it and hope that you'll continue to tune in. This is just the beginning. Yes. Yes. We are beginning, a beautiful beginning, ladies. And I can't, I can't thank you each enough for, for joining me on this to, you know, again, brainchild between Rana and myself, but you ladies are amazing. And I just want to make sure that you, you know it, and uh, we're going to continue to shout it from the rooftops. We're going to go on with yes, our amazingness. Yes, ma'am. It was so nice uh, virtually meeting you guys. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait until our next Me session. Too. It was so wonderful. Excited. And thank awesome. you all for sharing. It was beautiful. Thank you, guys. All right. You too. Have a good Sunday. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.